0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Doctor's Notes podcast by Doc's Castle Media, a podcast I created to share the notes of one of my favorite reality shows ever, Big Brother USA. I'm your host, Doc, and I'm here to talk BB Perspective from Doc's point of view. So here we go. On today's episode, I wanna discuss the HOH competition, because that's basically what the episode was mainly about. That's the main focus of Sunday's episode. It's the HOH competition, and we're finally here. We finally get some more content, because there are people been in the house for three days going on now. And it's good that we get to finally see some gameplay, see some people be strategic, see some people do some competitions. I actually have a reason to watch the show now, because... We don't need to go off of first impressions too much, but we all know that um, if you're a fan of Big Brother that, the first thing that they do when they get into the house is have a roundtable discussion and introducing themselves. This is when they'll have on this episode um, the conversations between people. Um, getting to know each other, just learning about each other, and we also see things like um, diary rooms about people's first impressions of each other, and it's really funny. Um, but it's just one of those filler things. It's like a filler, a filler episode a little bit. We put those things in the episode so that we could know what ex- we can kind of get a gist of what everyone's personality is. Like I said, on the last um, podcast, when we had got the bio introductions, the videos before they get into the house, we really couldn't pick out anybody's personality very much. The one person that kind of stuck out when we were looking at people's personality to me on the first episode was Raleigh. And Raleigh continues to stick out this episode because um her personality is it's just bubbly it's like someone you want to watch and honestly I think that's what's causing her to connect with people because we already see a possible alliance from the first episode that could possibly be forming between her and Jed because they are vibing pretty well And usually that's what I think that this episode should be used for. You should use this episode to basically get the vibe checks of everybody. The vibe check the first week. And it changes over the season because people get to know each other. But initially when you walk into the house, you gravitate to people who are like you. And these are the people that you are going to form alliance with. It doesn't always seem to be the case in a lot of the most recent seasons. People just make alliances just off the willy-nilly, just sitting in a room with someone. But I think the best way to create an alliance when you come into the Big Brother house is actually do the vibe check. You go in, you meet the people, you have your first impressions with everyone, but the person that you seem to naturally gravitate to, the most in the big brother house is the person that you'll probably play the game with the most anyway. So the first week you're trying to get a feel of who exactly you like and what we see when we watch the game. It's it's it, it seems like it's someone who is similar to them. If you have a personality that is similar to you, you're gonna gravitate to that person. So we see people who vibe together as Jen, and Riley. We see people. Um, We see Red, and I can't even remember the other guy's name, but the cowboys are basically hanging together. Um, You basically see everybody just, you know, just vibing. Whoever is who you relate to the most. And that's good. That's good. And we don't get that much information. You can't see that much vibing on the first episode through that little snippet because we don't. We only got an hour to really, an hour block to watch the show. The actual show is probably like forty-five minutes of actual time that we're actually seeing, but. Um, you can't really get too much of the vibe check unless you li- you're watching the live feeds, which I haven't even started looking at any of the live feeds yet or checking any updates on what's going on on the live feeds because not all the time do I got the time to just sit there and watch the live feeds. I'll probably get some, some information from another podcast about what's really going on. But as far as, you know, knowing what everybody's vibe check is we don't really know because we don't have that much information from anybody but but based off of what we see based off of what cbs is showing us and what i see so far be- before i even go on to these live feeds is basically these are the few possible alliances that i see formulating off of these vibe chats or based off of what cbs is actually showing me so we see Jed and Riley, they're having a good old time learning how to juggle on the first episode. You know, Riley is teaching them how to juggle because that's cool. That's something cool that she and random that she knows how to do. Um, The next uh, obvious, well, when we first get into the house, um, this is even prior to us even getting to the roundtable discussion. We know automatically that um, Cherie and her son, Jared, have an alliance. They're working together. And on the show, Sheree explains how much she is so appreciative of working with her son in the game. We see her play so many other games as far as, you know, Survivor. So, and she's played those games alone. I bet she is happy that she finally has somebody that she could, you know, persuade people with. And that be her son. And honestly, she could use her son. We don't know how this game is going to play. She could work with her son or her son will probably be manipulated by her. Who knows? But I feel as though the twist that was added into this season with them two actually plays back to the twist that happened years ago with um, Dick and Danielle. Dick being her Danielle's dad, and they having a great strong alliance the season that they played in together. And he came back and they played in a, a duo together another season, but Dick wound up having to leave that season early. But I feel like that's what this twist in this season might be. It might be the fact that they want to, you know, bring back a parent-child duo again. And we have Cherie and Jarrett this time. So we're watching them. And if it's actually going to be the same way, and if Cherie continues to play the same type of character that she does on most um, reality shows that she's in, I guess she's mostly like a conniving person, very persuasive and conniving. Um, then I assume that she's supposed to take on the role of how Dick was. But Dick wasn't. I don't think he was conniving. He just was basically an asshole. So we want to see if that's going to be, you know, if she's going to be a villain, honestly. That's what Dick was, a villain. We're going to see Cherie be a villain with her son. Um, How is his gameplay going to be in this? Who knows? We'll see that. But that I think that is exactly probably why... They put the two innings together because they wanted to give that kind of twist in the Big Brother game. Um, But that is definitely another possible alliance or not even possible. We already knew for a fact that that is an alliance that's being played in this game right now. Um, Another alliance that I feel like could possibly be forming in the house is uh, Cherie and Felicia or Felicia. Why do I want to say Felicia? Because that's what I say, Felicia. But um, Cherie and Felicia. Basically, I think that they are going to form an alliance just because they are two older women in the house. And they are coming together um, based off of that similarity that they have with each other. So, I feel as though, right now, that that could possibly be another working alliance if they work well together socially. Um, But um, another alliance that we... I don't want to even... Gloss over, which I completely glossed over when I was talking about Sherry and um, Jared. But another possible alliance that could be in this game is Izzy, Jared, and Sherry—the three of them. Because Izzy, automatically, as soon as they walk into the house, Izzy can pick up on the fact that Jared and Sherry are related. She knows that that's his mom so because we know that that, she knows that that's the mom um she has the upper hand in that possible um dynamic there and they could be working together just because of the fact that she knows that secret information and they don't want anyone else in the house to kind of know that they are in an alliance together working together or related know each other outside of this house period so if that's the case that's a three-person alliance that would has to work together. And Izzy has the upper hand. And I hope that she would play that well if she really knows how to play that well. And hope she doesn't hope she don't fangirl for the remainder of the week. Cause she might just need to calm down. But um <laughs> for the most part, yeah. Um that's a good alliance that could be working together. If they play their parts, right? But another alliance that has formulated in the game Based off of, you know, there's always some huge alliance that appears later on in the game. And this huge alliance this time um, seems to be uh, the Thelous Five, which consists of Jared, Luke, Kristen, Riley, and Matt. Um, They were all hanging in a room, as you know, together, if you were watching the show. And they formed this alliance together. What I know about these big alliances, they start off strong because they're working with house. They're working with a house in numbers. But this particular alliance, we didn't even hear any that much information about how solid they are at this moment. We don't even know if this alliance is even going to work. But the failing spot, um, it's probably just literally that one day. Literally, I think it blew up. I think it it it, it blew up. It blew up. And I'll tell you why as we continue to talk about this on this podcast. But yeah, Um, my thoughts on having an alliance on the first go around, it don't work. The first night, I don't want to have an alliance on the first night because I don't know nobody. I'm still getting the vibe check. And that's what they doing. They getting the vibe check. That night, they were vibing together. A big group of people don't always continue to vibe, especially if you're going to be in the house over 80 days, maybe, you know, if you're going to go over and be in the house that long, you know, your group is not going to last. Y'all picking each other off. Y'all betraying each other. So, the first alliance that is created in that night, I'm definitely not going to choose to be loyal to. And I think that is what's playing out in the episode. Because who is thinking that they're going to be loyal? Honestly, Kristen, hmm, she played her part in this game, this, um, this episode. Kristen basically... She is pushing the alliance the most because she is on the block. But there are three other people. Oh, no, there are two. There's two people that is in that group that is on the block. It's Kristen and it's Jared. The two of them on the block together. How are you going to be on the block with someone? I mean, be in an alliance with someone that you're on the block with right now on the first week it's just not gonna work in your favor you're gonna wind up turning on the person that is in your alliance your alliance is going to blow up from within if you can, if you work together within the alliance and that was where it starts so we could see that it's already breaking up from within because Jared doesn't even trust her he goes to his mom after they have this alliance that they created and tells her about the alliance sad for Kristen because she doesn't even know that his mom is there so but you know and and that she has the upper hand in knowing that information but yeah Kristen is just simply fighting for her life and which I feel as though is basically um She's doing what is best for her game, but unfortunately, she's not doing it sneakily enough. She has to be a little sneaky. She can't be out here, you know, talking to everybody. And I think she kind of is because all the scenes that I see, she's talking to people alone by themselves. But she's talking to the wrong people because these people are going already friends with each other. And going to each other, telling each other this information. So I feel like it's just, she's playing really hard and not really paying attention to who might know each other right now. And that's not good. It's just not good. Um. Also, uh, let me see. What else? Is oh, she also, Kristen also, Kirsten also wants a, a girl power alliance. Now, that never works. Um, just it just never works. Um, seeing her strategic talk, um, she went to the women, um, in the game. She went to um, Sherry, and she went to. Felicia, um, um, I don't know if she went, oh, she's working with Riley, so I think she automatically assumed that she was in some type of girl alliance with Riley too, but her going out to Cherie and Felicia, she was using the fact that they were older women and she didn't want the older people out of the game just yet, so she was playing that type of strategy. And I think it ultimately was making her think that she was building a girl power alliance. But Felicia already knows that that's not going to work again. You know, Felicia came to, um, when Kristen came to Felicia, Felicia thought that, you know, she was, you know, really working in an alliance with Kristen. So did she But because Jared came with that information with Cherie saying that Kristen was already in a fearless five alliance with him and that he didn't trust her Cherie is now in the predicament where she is playing her part in being manipulative and working with the older woman that I possibly think is in alliance with her, Felicia two older ladies they talking to this young lady now and know this young lady has basically revealed herself and they and she doesn't even know she did um it's not gonna work out the girl power alliance is already broken there and it's already broken there because of when we find out that riley wins the hoh competition this episode The HOH competition being from the BB Comic Verse this season. Um, Last episode, I got the competitions mixed up. I'm going to try my best to try not to get them mixed up. But this season, the competition was from the BB Comic Verse. And the competition was called Crash Course in Comics. And in this um, competition... Uh, they basically was doing the balance beam competition, which is usually like the, one of the beginning competitions in Big Brother. I think they did this last season, and I think Michael won the last last year. Um, he was just a beast. I think this season we have a lot more better competitors, people that's not going to just fall off the beam. And The time frame was uh, competitive, basically, who, to beat because um, who set it off? The first person to compete in the competition was Blue, and Blue set off the um, the time limit to be, I think, uh, maybe a minute. And um, once she did her part, her part, and basically everybody else started playing, um, we started seeing that they were beating her time. So um, the person who won was Riley, and I think her. Speed was probably around like 20 seconds, but I don't know. Um, it probably was faster than that. But um, either way, she won. She won that competition. And I want to remind you that the people that were on the block could not compete in the competition. So back to who was on the block. Basically, we have Jared on the block, Felicia on the block, Kirsten on the block, and Corey on the block. And Corey, he's in the episode too, but he's not in the episode that much because he doesn't really have to play. The people who are playing really hard are the other three people that are on the block right now because they're playing against each other. They're trying to make sure that they are trying to get off the block. So they're playing against each other, definitely. And Corey isn't going... um, Show up much, but he showed up because he's on the block too. Um I feel like uh Corey he might feel like he's in danger the most and he might feel like he's the most the 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 biggest threat on the block right now with everybody else, but he really isn't. Um he I don't I think he's really cool and he doesn't have anything to worry about, honestly. Um The person I seem to need to worry is Kristen because she's creating a target on herself with everyone knowing the information about her creating an alliance. I think that they think that she's making the failure's five. She's pushing it. And because she's the only one that someone can put a name on to an alliance with, it's creating a target for her. Um. So, uh, with Riley winning and um, people going to her with their information about um, Kristen having an alliance and forming multiple alliances with these people too, because they are saying that not only is she in the Fearless Five, but she has alliances with Cherie and she has alliances with Felicia. Um. She's creating a target for herself because people know this information. She's not doing anything sneakingly enough. Felicia even says in her diary room that Kristen is making too many alliances. So she doesn't trust her. So we already know for a fact that Kristen is already losing the game of Big Brother right now in my eyes. She's, she's losing the game of Big Brother. I hope that she opens up or someone lets someone know that uh, um that that's what's causing her game to kind of blow up. Um I'm not watching a live feeds. I feel like there's too many people in the house right now to keep that a secret from Kristen. But if everyone is on the same page of creating her as the house target, you know, she might not even ever know that people know that she's um had so many alliances. Um, but, uh, uh, she could continue playing a, a clueless game. She's gonna, she could continue playing a clueless game. But anyway, um, anyway, Riley won. And Riley decided to take, uh, two people off the block. Uh, the two people that she decided to take off the block Was Jared and Corey. Um, I'm not pleased with the people that she decided to take off the blocks. I'm indifferent. Like I said, I really don't know these people yet. And there isn't really anyone that I'm rooting for. And honestly, the person that I might be rooting for is Raleigh. So whatever decision that she decides to make at this moment seems to be cool with me right now. Um, Her deciding to take uh, Jared. And Corey off the block is intriguing to me because I'm starting to like Cherie. So uh, that means that she's working with Cherie and Jarrett a little bit. Might not be working with them in the sense of like she has an alliance with them, but she is working with them at the moment for this week by taking Jarrett off the block. Don't even know that she's working with Cherie, but taking Jarrett off the block, she's working with them and them. And she wants to work with Corey. So, um, and I don't know how I feel about Corey yet because he has to play more and they had to put him more in the show. And I need to see more diary rooms, you know, internal thoughts, things about his gameplay. But she's working with him and it's fine for me right now. Um, but when I want to talk about the most valuable players of the game um, this episode. I would want to crown the most valuable player for this episode to be Shuri. And mainly Shuri because she is already coming in the game with what I kind of expected. I like game players like her. And when I decided to research her gameplay from Survivor, I've learned that she was also on another reality show earlier this year called Traitors. And she won. Um, it seems like the type of gameplay she does is she's very persuasive and manipulative. And I like that type of gameplay when I watch Big Brother. One of my favorite big brother characters why i keep saying characters (laughs) favorite big brother players is will kirby from season two he was very manipulative and he is playing a strategy that sheree seems to be playing sheree wants to play a game day by day she's just trying to get to the next day she wants to make sure she's in the house the next day and i feel like will kirby played that Game when he was in the game in season two and in the all star season, I think, which is season seven. So, um, I like that gameplay. I like the gameplay that dad had, he was very manipulative. I like the gameplay of manipulative people, even watching other, other um, country big brothers. I like watching manipulative gameplay, um, but. I think she's the most valuable player because she's automatically displaying that type of gameplay in her first week, being able to persuade people in her favor already. She's come to Riley and put kind of spoke to Riley about what she felt was happening. And that's all she needed to do. Like and the same thing, she's been talking to Felicia. She's already persuading people. So um, we can see that she right now is the most valuable player for me right now. And another most valuable player would be Riley because she won HOH. And she's playing her her part. And I agree with the gameplay that she has so far. So um, would I say that this was a very good episode? For this to be the second episode of big brother this is a good episode for me there has been terrible gameplay where people just completely link up the first week where the entire house works in this big alliance and everybody does everything that this the hoh wants and right now we don't know if everyone's doing anything that the hoh wants because the hoh literally just saves someone Right now, we need to figure out how the veto competition is going to play out and change that dynamic. Like, is that going to switch? Because it seems like right now, what we were doing was playing backwards. We're playing backwards. Where the the nominees are already on the block and the HOH is saving them. It's, It's kind of making people think differently like instead of everyone looking for someone to put on the block they're placing a target on someone already there and trying to save someone so that changed everything a little bit we put in the blame on Kristen because she's playing extra hard to try to save herself off the block so um will they continue this gameplay next time the next week this will be interesting if they make them compete To be nominees again. Because if we can continue the first half of the season being like that. It might change the game. And it might make it a little bit more interesting. Because HOH is saving people. And then placing someone else on the block. Instead of it being them choosing someone to be on the block. How much would that change the game? Who knows. But either way. I... I think that's all i have to say about the episode this today so this is a shorter episode but anyway um thank you for listening and we out Thank you so much for tuning in to the Doctor's Notes podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you found value in what you heard today, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. For more updates and Doc's Castle content, follow me on my social media. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Doc's Castle. If you have any questions, suggestions, or topics that you'd like to cover in future episodes, feel free to reach out to me via email at info at gmail.com. Remember, your support means the world to me, and I'm grateful to have you as a listener. But until next time, peace out.